Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello, and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason. I would be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. Tonight, you will witness much chicanery, tomfoolery, ballyhoo, and if you're lucky, maybe even some skullduggery. But now, I want to introduce the Prime Minister of Sinister, the Foreman of Fornicating Skyward, the numero uno of Rolling No, Matthew. How are you doing tonight, Matt? Pretty good. We also have Ben playing Rel. How are you, Ben? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. Boston will not be here, but she normally plays our favorite shrub, Juniper. Natalia, on the other hand, is here, and she plays Z. How are you, Natalia? I am good. Hello. Mitch playing Zariel. Hey, how's it going? How are you, Mitch? And I missed, I must have deleted this in our uh, intro here. I know. Wow. Rebecca playing the kind, I'm typing this back in, and generous Martle. Hell yeah, it's me. How are you, Rebecca? I'm good. Jason, now that I got you, you back you, in there. This is where you're supposed to say, you know, you saved the best for last. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm I obviously the best. The best for... All right, take it away, Matt. <laughs> so um, today we're actually not doing a recording of the actual podcast. We're doing a special mid-season fireside chat, if you would. Slash and, Q&A. Yeah, slash Q&A. So, uh, we have some questions in the Discord that will also take questions from chat if you're all here or they're probably busy watching Critical Role right now because I mistakenly realized that we are recording <laughs> at the same time as Critical Role is streaming. I, know, yeah. I think they don't start Ooh. another hour. Yeah. Actually. I don't know. I have Let's no look. idea. Uh, well, I follow them. They are, not, they are not live now. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think they start later. So mm-hmm. you have hey, to cool. time this perfectly. <laughs> And at the same time, I really don't care because I am so far behind, I couldn't keep up. Hey, if you're on Twitch and waiting for Critical World to go live, come check us out. Yeah. We're doing Q&A. <laughs> so we have a list of questions. Last no time we did this, though. I asked all the questions. So let's see what we've got. Um, the first one first. is from Pete. Matt, how dare you? How dare me? How dare him? How dare you? <laughs> Just you specifically. How dare mm-hmm. you? But yeah, it's just like I, I just like causing emotional trauma. I think everybody knows this. I mean, all that's right. why you become a DM, right? Yeah. For emotional trauma. To instill right. it for all this um, trauma I have endured. Dragon has a question for you, Matt. Okay. You've achieved. I don't know. Is someone keeping a spreadsheet with this? This yes, is terrifying. Dragon oh, is my. taking. Oh, dear yeah, God. Dragon is keeping track of all of the nat twenties and nat ones. Yeah. They're incredible. <laughs> That's Matt, why you've achieved an equal number of nat twenties and nat ones this season. Which god slash gods did you sacrifice to? What are you talking about? I achieved godhood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo! He achieved godhood. Didn't need to bow down to their level. He became now, one. <laughs> remember, I'm the god of bad roles. I'm. It's like I think the only thing we need to do now is just have me and Will Wheaton have a roll off and see what happens. Oh, oh no. boy! <laughs> going to create well, a, a void idea. in the. Yeah, <laughs> I just put in chat the link to the Celestial Expanse wiki uh, with the episode guide. So Dragon has a question for the crew. 
Have you listened to each other's solo episodes? Have the characters told each other about their adventures? Um, I have listened to uh, Theron's solo episode. Trying to remember because we agreed that he would have told you. Uh, I think I was just bored one day and was like, "Hey, I want to listen to this." (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't actually listened to any of the others yet. Um. I well, do know that Martle would have told everyone about her adventures mm-hmm. because they were not subtle. <laughs> right. And it's it's kind of interesting, too, because apparently that's when my best DMing was because a good I think a good third of you said that that was probably my best DMing. I had fun doing it. Three, three, six, 50 percent. Not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I must no, be we, uh, right. <laughs> Theron wouldn't have told Martle all that. That's right. It came out as a uh, during one of the episodes at the, at the end. So I have not listened to anybody else's solo adventures because I didn't want that to spoil anything. I didn't want any meta knowledge on that. Yeah, that's that's, why... that's kind of where I'm coming from too. I haven't listened yeah. to everybody's, despite Dragon repeatedly telling me you need to <laughs> listen to their episodes. I know um, a tiny bit of what happened in Zariel's. Um, just because I live with the guy, but, um, <laughs> but otherwise I haven't listened to the solo episode. So, and that's pretty much why it's just like, uh, a little bit like metagaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listen but I've heard to- they're excellent, Matt. <laughs> I, I tried like the beginning of Martel's and I did listen to all of Juniper's, but that's cause I was there when she was recording it. So. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason why I know, uh, Z's is cause I was there while they were recording. The next question, or tacked onto that, is what do you put the crew's chances of survival? In what situation? I guess I overall. Yeah. yeah. What are our chances <laughs> of not dying? I mean, we have we have a good streak going so far. <laughs> That's true. But um, there have also been times where it's been pretty damn close. Has anyone, actually, has anyone actually been knocked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah how many rebounds I see? Oh, God. <laughs> We knocked. Sure. The OC's been knocked a couple of times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been knocked once or twice. Rel got it once, but oh, I don't yeah. know. If the, I don't know if that was the one that ended up not being recorded. Like we lost Craig halfway through. Oh, yeah, because I remember a... one Rel got his butt kicked, and we had to re-record oh, it, yeah. and he did fine. Was that the invisibility? <laughs> yeah, I think. The yeah, one yeah, yeah. The damn flame people. Because yeah. Craig decided to take a vacation. Yeah, um, oh, I think Craig. my answer would be that. I don't think the entire party will survive. I think we'll lose someone, maybe two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're not immortal, so eventually we'll all die. What yeah, I was, I was going to make that joke too, mm. but I wasn't going to go there. It almost uh, makes me think about um, me and Ben are in another podcast, and when that's fully published, they're, they're putting in a Deadpool um, for the podcast, and I almost think maybe we should do the same thing. <laughs> maybe place your bets on who's gonna die first (laughs) space dad asks what or excuse me would you use mercenary groups to help out the crew with certain objectives around ce i don't know he's asking that too probably i i think we're kind of thinking of doing that don't we already um, technically do that with the pirates yeah exactly and right now it's a scramble to get our hands on things so if other groups are also working on that, then it's kind of mercenaries. Yeah. There's yep. only one of us and many things we need to go get. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very scary. <laughs> and I'm doing my job properly. Huh. Rebecca, you sound so unsure about that. 
Just thinking about that prospect. How many seasons is this storyline expected to continue for? I was actually talking to um, a few people about that, and what I would wow, wow. Uh oh. <laughs> Apparently, sixty-nine uh, seasons says Master Ryu. Uh, nice, 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 nice. Um, no, um, I plan on doing maybe at most three seasons for this because I figured that would be more than enough. Um, at that point, probably by the end of season three, we'd be really high level at that point. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting kind of there oh, right now. Squad. Yeah, I figured three seasons for a storyline is enough because I love what we do for Tabletop Champions. It has gives us a greater chance to make new characters and all that. But there have been times where I wanted to see what that character would have done more, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And I that's why I'm kind of decided to do that with these characters is like each story arc is going to be three seasons and that that seems reasonable to me mm-hmm. i like that yeah. and each three season, is a very satisfying number like we naturally want to do things in threes anyway yeah and typically each season is going to be around 50 episodes i figure you can get a lot done in 50 episodes you would think <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i did kill off a major npc for y'all in the end of season one yeah, sniffle, <laughs> anger. What yeah. does what does Zariel think of Juniper? Um, uh, I guess he sees her like more like a little little girl because I'm mm, I don't know, I don't know. <sighs> that's not that's a hard question. Dragon always makes great hard questions. He he thinks not of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> dragon says you're welcome for that question also mm-hmm. dragon and uh i believe ryu or c-mac and dragon were surprised that rel is not dead yet <laughs> honestly you're not the only one yeah <laughs> i don't know how many times there have been moments where it been let's be real there have been times where you sh- or Rel should have been dead. How many times? Oh yeah, definitely. oh yeah, oh, yeah. He had a couple of so he had a couple many. of just luck, lucked out roll mm-hmm. sets. Like I think the one that was like that saved Rel's ass the most was when somebody mm, crit you with their rifle, and I did say with monks they can reflect that back like they do with arrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, you crit me, and you did like. But you also only did like. 10 damage or something with the crit. Yeah, um, because it was only like a low-grade rifle. Mm. I really haven't introduced game-breaking weapons yet, because I'm kind of scared of doing so. Do it. Do it. Mm. I want to break the game. I've given you several weapons that have almost broken the game. Yeah, our weapons are awesome. (laughs) And I want more. Mm -hmm. Do the crew crew listen to Matt's cutscene? Not really. Some of them. I was listening to an episode. I don't t- typically listen to episodes. Hey, Ray. Um, how's it going? Yeah, I was just talking to her. It's good to see her. Hi, here. Ray. Ray. Um, A ray of gold at <laughs> I was listening to an episode once, and we cut scened over to Lilith, and I immediately stopped it because I didn't, because it was stuff that we wouldn't have known. It was Lilith talking to yeah. someone else. And that, and I'm, I don't do well at that. I, I don't, I can't, I struggle with holding my, 
um, meta knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think, need any help. Yeah, we talked about this in the last Q and A uh, when I actually asked you about um, Lilia in the next session. You did say I'm going to speak in um, Infernal, say I'm not going to hurt you. And it's like uh, I'm pretty sure that's right. You wouldn't have known that. Yep. 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 That's exactly right. Yep. And you know, it was one of those things that just came out. I was like, well, how can I make this operate? Oh, that's right. She's this. I'll speak this. And, I, and then you were like, you wouldn't know that. I'm like, you're right. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times with those two, you, with so many sessions and so much information going back and forth, you get it jumbled up. So you want to yeah. keep it mm-hmm. straight. What you don't know, you don't know. Um, and it's easier to keep things straight that way, I think. That's why, why I stopped listening to the podcast when I knew I was coming in. I, mm-hmm. I, I stopped. So I'm like, I, I will metagame. I will be like, oh, I remember <laughs> this. <laughs> but, oh, I, I, well, yeah. And, and, and I just, I was like, nope, I can't, I'll, I'll do it. And I've got to stop listening. I, I also um, love that we have an official note taker thanks to Rebecca. If it wasn't oh, for them. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> there, there are some if, days that it barely happens. <laughs> I know, but if it wasn't for you, I'm pretty sure there have been times we'd be like, did we do this? Uh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of times we sat yeah. there and been like, oh. Uh. Even still, there's times where it's like, did this happen or what? Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I have my little show Bible notes, but at the same time, sometimes that's not enough because there have been times where I've been forced to. Just put something at the last moment because you all did something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, names and small details are things that I make sure to note down. Um, mm-hmm. Scenes with primarily other characters, I don't take as good notes on because y'all got to remember your own damn scenes. I am not <laughs> taking all of those notes. <laughs> um, also, C-Mac, all the merch is thanks to Natalia. She has a really... She has great talent and makes all the great merch. Oh, thank yes. you. I also have to give a shout out to Rebecca for coloring the chibis in the merch. Mm-hmm. Thank you hey. so much. She did an awesome job. <laughs> they. they. They did an awesome job. Um, I, I, I caught myself that time. <laughs> if the CE crew, this is going to be a long question, I think. If the CE crew plays in other D&D campaigns, what besides CE is their favorite campaign to play? I play in two others. Um, one is also a podcast uh, that Rebecca is also in with me on. Uh, it's called the Futures Imperfect Podcast, uh, run by which is excellent. Uh, yeah, we have a great time with that one. Um, I love my character in that one. We also, uh, I also just started up a game with BB Phoenix, and I love my. I had to play that big bad evil character who is a tiny evil character, of course. Um, and I love that one as well. So I can't really p- pick between the three. Um, I will say that all three of them explore different elements of like anxieties and stuff that I have. Um, so I enjoy all of them equally in terms of like an exploration of a different thing because that's something that D&D is great for is just like therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I always wanted to um, play the campaign. The Curse of Strahd, because I love gothic horror. Not just straight horror, but gothic horror. Because there's a bit of a, a romantic idea to gothic horror, in my in my opinion. Like, with Strahd, it reminds me of, like, those old-school black-and-white Dracula films. It's just, like, you can't help but love those movies. 
I'm glad they republished Curse of Strahd mm-hmm. uh, for 5e. That was one of those settings that really people fell in love with, and it predated a lot of the dra- uh, uh, vampire movies mm-hmm. and everything else that came out. Um, was that originally published for? It wasn't for 2e, was it? I think it was actually. Yeah, I would think I was at the Gen Con that one rolled out in. So we were at, uh, we went to all of them back then. And it was a blast, and we loved to play it. My friend was, uh, uh, who DM was crazy into it, and I thought it was just sort of dead. And then, not only did it come back out, they did a really good job of releasing that mm-hmm. special edition coffin-shaped box set. Remember that? Oh my that? god! Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, with all the maps. I mean that. I, and then, of course, we have COVID, so you can't. But the, I mean, mm-hmm. how long could you play that? If you took it, you know, once a week and played just a couple of hours, I mean, you could you could piss away a year. That's mm-hmm. a lot of value for a dollar. You know, um, I also loved um, with it how you could actually buy this deck of cards. It was like their version of. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Taroka deck. Yeah, I have that over here in my apartment and they're so cool to look at. I've never and, seen them in person. Oh, they're just gorgeous. They're like this like old school ink art with them. Nice. And yeah, I've, they're just I've started gorgeous. playing. I've started playing Curse of Strahd like twice, and both mm-hmm. times it ended prematurely. That's did sucks. the camp? Did the people give up, or did you all die? Did you have a wipe? Or uh, the people gave up pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was I was one of the campaigns that I ran is out of the um, Cobalt Press published the Midgard setting, um, which is huge, oh, and I got God. into that. Yeah, I got into that maybe three or so years ago, and and that's Rebecca came in oh, on yeah. that one. We brought Ben in, mm-hmm. and that ran for almost two years. And I just had to take a mental health break. But uh, it's they're almost at the end of that full arc anyway. There's a little bit more to go, and Good. I have basically all it written up. But yeah, that was a that was a long run, and it, we were doing four hours a week. You know? Oh gosh, yeah, it was a lot of work for you. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Yeah, I guess he was uh, the note taker for that game. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. in in my case, I, my mental health broke, and so yeah. th- that's why I needed the. I just I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it again, and because I didn't want it to turn into a job where I was just anxious. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. no good. Yeah. That's no good at all. Yeah, yeah right. I've been part of several campaigns as a player where it's felt like a job to go and play. Hopefully it's um, never like that for you here. And it's, no, it's never been like that for any any of the new campaigns that I've been in um, with you guys. And But I have been through those campaigns. And as a DM, I would imagine that being even worse. You know, as a player, mm-hmm. you just show up. But right. as a DM, especially if you're like, ugh, having to well, do all that. And I think the Matt Mercer effect got me pretty hard. Where yeah, one, I had a we were, bit we, of a bad time for that. Well, we had six freaking people in that campaign, which is great, but it means juggling six backstories. And when you build in, it's hard enough just to give you give you something to do for four hours for a group of people, let alone then, <laughs> let alone then try to make them meaningful and have NPC and and role playing moments and moments where there's uh, controversy and. Uh, heartache um, and real feelings that you're trying to push the players into without railroading them into, you know? Um, so I would encourage if anybody, you know, not that anybody asked my damn advice on this one, but I would keep your groups four or less. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you're going to try, 
podcast with six people. I know. <laughs> we, and we all do it. We all do it to ourselves because we have so many friends and we want to play with them all. And mm-hmm. I get that. Because originally, the group has actually was supposed to be a lot smaller for CE. Like, it was going to be at most four until Jason talked about how they had this amazing friend, but I'm still glad that they joined and all that. Mm. <laughs> Would that yeah. be a Rebecca? Yes. Yeah, I drag Rebecca <laughs> in almost everything oh, I can possibly drag her in. We're so happy yeah, to like have Rebecca. <laughs> She's, uh, I, I, uh, she, I, they, they, I adopted the introvert <laughs> is what happened there. And oh so, yeah. <laughs> it's always like I, I you Emotional know, call Rebecca up and be like, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Call Rebecca up. I got something crazy we're doing. What are we doing? We're gonna all go stay with tabletop champions at Gen Con. We are? Yes, we are. Get a flight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that. I appreciate it, honestly. God. You almost seemed yeah. so unsure when you were talking with us at first. I mean, yeah, you guys were people that I knew from the internet. I didn't know you face to face. I had barely any interaction with you. I knew you guys from a podcast. Like, yeah, and, 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 you and I, that. Rebecca, you and I had only met once for dinner yeah. when I happened to be at a conference. Yeah, and like I was, I was still more comfortable with you because you and I were in a game together fairly frequently, right. so we still talked pretty frequently. And that was even before I got pulled into Celestial Expanse. So, right. yeah. D&D, <laughs> mm-hmm. bringing people together. Yep. <laughs> All right. So what's the next question? Hold on. Let me look it up. Uh, okay. So I don't know if we want to ask this one. Do you want to do the latest uh, episode spoilers? Yeah. Now. Um, we'll go ahead and skip that one because that is very, okay. very recent. Matt, right. will you ever create a beloved NPC? Who isn't in a special mortal danger? Maybe. I really don't know if you met any. Um, I don't know if I've made any NPCs of yet that y'all seem to have grown attached to that hasn't really been in danger yet. It's kind of your fault. <laughs> Sorry. I think there's. I think there's. There's well, two things a DM has to do. He has to. He or she. They have to um, keep your friends in mortal danger. <laughs> And keep you in mortal danger. Not all the time. Oh my God, PTSD your characters. That's not. <laughs> no. But can if do that they yourself. can, yeah, true. If they can never die, you lose a lot in um, your episodes because the, the characters figure it out. You're never going to let them die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so That's they just funny go do dumb shit. We, uh, Mitch and I were actually talking about this in terms of uh, shows, uh, specifically animes. Um, if you, if they're, if the animes that are just like, you know, they're never going to die, you lose interest in it. You know, mm-hmm, that's true. If there's the, yeah. the act of suspense, even if it's a good fight, you know, nothing's going to come out of it. There's not going to be any like sort of turmoil. So after a while, you just stop watching. After that, it's just pictures. So yeah, that, you have to keep yeah. that sense of suspense there that, to keep it kind of riveting. There was actually an, an anime I watched a couple months ago. They just finished the season. Can't wait for the next one to come out. They have this one character who at one time was like all powerful, but you know they're losing their powers, and you just can't help but like, oh my god, please make it through this fight. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody's watched it, but it's All Might from My Hero Academia. Oh yeah, he's such a good character. Yeah, Yeah. that character is actually very good, and that kind of fight is also Mm -hmm. very good because. They're a strong character. 
mm-hmm. you know that they're not strong enough and there is a mm-hmm. chance that they could die yeah that's, like that's important like i've straight up told you i've straight up told pete feel free to try to kill my characters <laughs> like, oh, i'm trying to kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> but if you need a scapegoat specifically mm-hmm. i am ready <laughs> But um, the very last fight that All Might was in, that one actually made me go put, I started tearing up a little bit, like how emotional that episode was. I, I think I what don't I know learned. If I've actually seen that episode, but yeah, that's so good. <laughs> there was, I remember in, in a, a Critical Role when Molly Mock died. Yeah. And he died young. I mean, he died Spoilers, as a character. He died. I mean, it's know. been a while. <laughs> it's like first season, wasn't it? Yeah. No, second season. season two. I mean, yes, this is season technically two, the second yeah. season, but it's like the first season of the second season, if that makes any sense. <laughs> he he made an attack called Blood Maledict, and he had like one hit point left, and oh, he did the damage no. to him, which took him to zero, while the other person was planning on doing a double attack. And so, you know, Matt Mercer, I think, rightfully let that double attack happen. As he's yeah. falling, he gets two swords to the chest, which kills him instantly. And and because of that, Molly Mock has a super special place in that campaign. And I, don't, I think he uh-huh. died at third level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and were I, low when he died. They were really low. And, and Taliesin got stuck, stood up and walked off the set. You know, he wasn't oh. pissed, but, but he was pissed, you know? I mean, and, yeah. and, well, you yeah. put your heart and so, in these characters to building them. Yeah. Uh-oh. I my, think we spoiled it for people. Sorry. My, 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 my point in all bringing all that up is that now you know the rules and you know the dm ain't gonna let any of your weak shit fly so if you're (laughs) gonna act stupid you're gonna die Mm -hmm. (laughs) right right. the world has really has consequences it's not this magical where the bullets bend and john rambo always lives you know the original Mm -hmm. script of john rambo he gets shot at the end he dies really script it is yeah yeah the the colonel shoots him flat out dead just puts him out of his misery yeah, great book, best ending it ever could have been. The the original script of uh, Lost, or excuse me, um, Tom Hanks when he was on the island, uh, Castaway. Um, yeah, ha- has him never coming off the island. He dies there. Oh, really? Uh, huh. They rewrote it because they loved Helen Hunt's character. Those are the better movies. Th- those that movie is better when he realizes at the last moment that he can't hang himself because he can't bring himself to do it, and he ran out of cordage and he doesn't even have a rope to tie it to, and he sits there in that despair. That's a better story than he's off the island. Everything lives happily ever after. We saw it coming. It's Tom Hanks for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 also something uh, in backstory on Z here too. That's a reason that Z loves Z. One of the reasons that I push Z into those situations where she does things that are stupid, like jump off of bridges into the middle of chaos, um, <laughs> <laughs> is because it, and that. Uh, when she lost her mother and went out on her own to explore an adventure, she threw herself in those those situations because she was desperate and lonely and didn't want to live. So um, I love that there's that opportunity for Z to actually get hurt and actually go down to zero hit points unless when she does do those decisions, I know it's annoying for the team, um, but I love that that Matt doesn't let me get over. He's like, okay, you sure about that? Here they come. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've lost so many. You've lost multiple limbs at this point. You know, oh, he's not gosh. coming out of this unscathed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like there are consequences to her decisions, and I think that's awesome. That's okay because we have a master surgeon on the ship. Oh that's yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Well. I play one on CE. 
But um, yeah, it's like that was one thing I always wanted to put in CE is like, yes, it's seen in other campaigns. There's consequences, but that's kind of the reason why I've also created the the classes as they are, like the subclasses. Like with Ben's character, he picked a class like his final ability gives him like all these extra like he has a ton of attacks. But if he's like desperate and he has to use its maximum ability, he straight up dies mm-hmm. and becomes yeah. a becomes a mindless automaton because Ooh. the only thing that's keeping the body alive is his cybernetics. So he's basically a oh, robot cool. without a soul. That's oh, that's wild. cool. That's all, that's only if I like just you know I can use it to not die, but I can also be like, well, this is the time end. To throw in the towel. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, more like time to throw in the. Bandolier of grenades. Mm. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I was kind of like setting up like there's this one class in a subclass in Pathfinder. It's a healing monk that what they do is they sacrifice themselves to bring everybody back to full. But what happens afterwards is they completely disappear. They do not show up in any history. The party doesn't wow. even remember their name or their face. They just know they were there, and they're the reason why they're alive. Wild. <laughs> Matt. Yes. Uh, hold on. Maybe I'm skipping. I'm skipping. Um, can, well, this might be for Matt. Anyway, can Mentaro telepathically c- communicate with non-Mentaro? Yes and no. They can project their thoughts into your mind to talk to you, but you can't respond back. Mm. That makes well, sense. I mean, if can they read their mind? They have detect thoughts, but that's like a you can do it once per long rest. That's yeah, to me that level. yeah, that's surface level. But telepathically communicate is a racial um, way of them talking, but only to other telepathic uh, creatures. If they try to talk to say to a human, unless they have some sort of magical means of doing so, they can't respond back. Mm. Oh, Everyone. Wow. Wow, Ryan, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, now that now that Z is learning more about I don't I never mind. I'm not gonna say that because I don't know how far everybody is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoil that would that would have been a spoiler. That's spoiler. Catch, that hey, now that, that Mitchell knows he can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, uh, we're just letting that go. Actually, I can't. Everyone. I can't give you too much trash because I've also <laughs> repeatedly forgotten that I could do uh, hellish rebuke. Bruh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but I will say this: I am actually very proud of like how I set up the Mintaru. They not the best example of what you could possibly see in the galaxy, but it, it, you gotta admit there is a lot of rich. Ri- rich culture for the Mentaro. Everyone, what is your favorite thing about D&D, both player and DM side? Anything that applies to you? I like the roleplay part of it. That is my bread and butter. I live for it. What was the question? Sorry. What is your favorite aspect of D&D, both as a player or as a DM? Either any of those that apply. Um... For me, it's definitely it's it, it used to be the role playing part, but now it's definitely the, become the people and the community, and just how how much of my life has has changed and improved and grown since I've started playing D anD. d I think that that's definitely my favorite aspect of it. The people. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I first started to when I was like thirteen. So to me, it was. 
escapism because I wasn't like physically bullied, but you know, the whole like emotional, like, hey, nerd and all that, like nobody would talk to you or anything like that. So it was a way kind of to escape that. Yeah. And now it's, it allows me to create, which, and to me, that's the greatest thing about D&D is it allows me to be a creator. Yeah. Yeah, it's a creative outlook, which you might not otherwise have. Mm-hmm. Ryo said that you only do it because now you get to turn into the bully, Matt. Ooh. <laughs> you're, you're bullying us. That's what he's saying. Am I? <laughs> but um, as a DM, it's the same way. Like, I get to create. I'm starting to get more confident about my ability to storytell because of D&D as a DM. And I like to think I'm making a pretty amazing quote-unquote world slash universe that y'all get to play in. Good, because you are. <laughs> in, let me think about that now. For me, I don't know, D&D, there's, there's, okay, there's something about D&D that is, a, is almost unnecessary. It's, it's, it's a, a means to an end. It's transitory or ephemeral. Um, it is the tool that is used to create moments. Yeah. Mo- moments mm-hmm. with your friends. I, I don't, I don't give a shit about D&D per se. It could be a board game. It could be a million other things. It's just that's the avenue that I'm comfortable with and understand most. Um, as a DM, what I like the most about D&D, and, and you, these are tough. These, you can't live for these moments or you won't DM long. Mm-hmm. But it's when you finish an episode of an episode, when you finish a, a session and you you know you created an emotion. It, it, it It's where it becomes art a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, I think the purpose of art is to create emotion in other people or create a gateway for emotion. And yeah. when you finish an episode and people are genuinely distraught or they're genuinely happy or they're genuinely celebratory or laughing or whatever it is that you've generated. Um, I've had quite a few of those moments where I get up to ready to go to bed and, and you're on almost a high, right? You're, yeah. <laughs> this moment got created and... You didn't necessarily do it. You were part of it. But, you know, it took everybody there to create it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminds again, me. Of, go ahead. No, go ahead. It kind of reminds me. Um, one time, Natalia. Don't know if you want me to say this out loud or not, but go for it. I was going to say <laughs> it if you didn't. <laughs> it, it was the scene when Juniper had her flashback at back at the orphanage, and Natalia um, dr- uh, PM'd me about that moment, and apparently made her very emotional and. At first, I was, right. I felt bad about that because I don't want to make anybody like start crying, but apparently it was a good moment at the same time. Oh yeah, and there's been multiple moments too that Matt has like a, a, last week as an example. I mean, I was bawling last week during our episode, um, and there's been multiple times that Matt I've had to choke back because I'm like, oh, it's my turn. Um, because something does get emotional, and not necessarily just involving Z. The whole scene with Lilia and uh, and Martles, that got me all choked up and everything. And it, I, I feel like our podcast has a lot of those really good moments. Sometimes that's unintentional too. Like, I did not expect Martle to, or in this case, Rebecca, to react the way they did when <laughs> Lilia was getting ready to sacrifice herself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to let that go. Definitely when you're playing, when you're DMing, there's just going to be time and. Some of that shit's it's jokingly fucking frustrating, but Mm -hmm. there's moments where, and I've had this happen where you just got to roll with it. But 
you you literally on the fly come up with this dumb ass npc and and then you and you present this amazing adventure right in front of the the party and and they end up loving this stupid ass <laughs> npc and going back to his <laughs> house and trying to find pipes or some shit and yeah you know you, you just have to, that's what they want to do and 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 if you know if you're lucky you get those things that they actually want to do and so you gotta not railroad them but damn that's hard the whole there sits fucking three levels i just had planned out if you went mm-hmm. turn left but you turned right i don't know what the hell to do anymore you know yeah but, but they and... love this stupid npc and, and <laughs> there we are yeah um it kind of reminds me like the one npc i didn't expect you guys to like as much as you did was quinn i mean i did i love i adored quinn I adored Quinn. Also, for the sake of Master Ryu, I will I will say that you know Pickle Rick. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that, that Master Ryu has a special special place in in his. Uh, I I don't know if it's in his heart for Pickle Rick uh, because of the botched uh, cybernetics that uh, we keep getting from him, rather than putting mm-hmm. in proper orders. <laughs> the we. <laughs> We had an episode in the, in the other that Midgard campaign where, at the end of one of what we've lovingly called the drug little girl campaign, <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid. Um, they meet the, her family, and it's literally you're just supposed to hand back the little girl to the family. Like that's all there is, and they mm-hmm. just kept going back to his house. And, and my <laughs> character started basically a feud with one of the people there. Hate. Hates oh. this poor guy. The manservant there has to kind of hide in the background when Teacup shows up. And... Yeah, the funny thing but is, now... my character is like a four foot something gnome whose name is Lorwyn Justly Dohani Tiflin Elixir, but you can just call her Teacup, and she talks in a high pitched, very sweet voice. <laughs> she hates this person. Just hates him. <laughs> and so, so, uh, so he's got a place on the map now. He's got stats. They've all got stats. The little girls mm-hmm. have backstories. You know, it's that's <laughs> you just. But again, you, that's when you get lucky. You know, and they actually give a shit about something you've created. You know. Um. One thing as a DM, I would love to do is I would love to create an NPC that does the whole like, oh, you love them, but you find out they are like they're gonna betray you, and you feel heartbroken about it. And it's just like I would love to make that someday. <laughs> I think uh, if Matt uh, ever created an NPC that he wouldn't be willing to kill, we would try to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Right? Right? I don't yeah. know. Well, he just said that we can't trust any of the NPCs he produces, so we can't like anyone now. <laughs> I'm going to kill him, Spree. Yeah. Are they ever, are this, is the party ever going back to the asteroid to get Lelia's ship? And then someone thought that we put the ship in the cargo bay of Yorgoman. Yeah, Yormagander. Yeah. Um, Does anybody remember? It's in the cargo bay, uh, one of the cargo bays of um, Yormagander. Okay. And still with it's the, so, the scrape It's so paint. sad. Poor Lelia gets forgotten now. <laughs> yeah. just, there's just yeah. so damn many people, and you're like, oh yeah. shit, there she is, you know? How do you think I feel? Because I had to keep remembering <laughs> all these NPCs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and then, and then last episode, you were having two NPCs talk to each other. And there's nothing more fun <laughs> as a DM than having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is Z going to have even more of a height, height complex now? That's ah, a spoiler. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm leaving it alone. Uh, 
Juniper question can't be answered. Uh, hang on, hang on, uh, hang on. I will read that uh, that question on my end. Okay. Silent. Hang All on, right. one sec. let me pull it up in the Discord. It's uh, six thirty-six p.m. Okay. How has ever uh, while you're reading that? How has everyone changed since their solo episodes? Uh, well, mine's easy for that one. Well, it's slightly less anxious. <laughs> oh, that's an improvement. <laughs> the drugs are working. Slightly. <laughs> slightly. As you, you may have noticed in one of the more recent episodes, he didn't have a panic attack this time. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Um, I think for Martel, her solo episode, I mean, she's trying to be a little more involved with the crew and actually figure out how to deal with them. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> And it's taking her a lot to do that because of some internal baggage that she has, as well as the various baggage that she's trying to help people work through. Um, Theron, Theron doesn't read out the question, please. Well, the question for that we were answering. Oh no, I thought you were talking about something else. No, no, no. Right. How does how does everyone change since their solo episodes? I'm trying to answer. Ah, Theron doesn't get had, didn't care before um, about much of anything. Um, but in a weird way, his nihilism has grown because um, it's not in a situation where he's just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna let it all burn and who cares. But now he's sort of there to help it all burn. <laughs> so, more, so in a way, he has a purpose, but in a way, it's kind of the same. Whoa, whoa! That's our gong sound. That means we have five minutes before we have to. Wait. <laughs> Did you hit your mic, Everybody Dan? You. Ben. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I sound. That was you. Anybody else um, want to answer that one? How, how has anyone changed since their solo episodes? Um, I'm trying to remember Z's solo episode, to be honest. <laughs> you helped hunt down a monster. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, yes. So uh, this actually goes into Dragon's question uh, a little bit before without putting it in the context of the spoiler. Um, Z has realized since her solo episode that there's more that she's good at um than chasing tail um she has she definitely yeah (laughs) so she or or that she can chase a different type of tail i should say Um, (laughs) (laughs) broad her horizons (laughs) she yeah um she's definitely been given an ego boost but also she's starting to come into her own and understand her own strengths um and her own individual importance um so i think we're seeing a little bit a little bit more of z being uh, more sure of herself in season two in ways other than chasing martel (laughs) (laughs) anybody else i'm thinking but here's a question for Zariel, actually, or actually for Rel. Zariel hasn't gotten the chance to or- offer Rel any drugs. <laughs> 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 Would you know, Rel me take? Me and Rel are never just kind of around each other. Like we're always at the other ends, you know. Yeah. I like to sit in back. <laughs> he likes to be in the front. You know, it's we don't hang out. I don't know. Rel's the good kid in school, in class, and Zariel's the kid in the back just trying to get away from smoking weed and all that. In class, he's smoking? <laughs> I could see him do that. 
Would Rel take him up on the offer were he to be offered drugs? Um, I don't know. It would depend <laughs> on. I feel like I have offered Rel a cookie. Oh, that's right, edible. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. I know I've offered Martle, uh, Z. Uh, I don't. I don't know about Theron. I don't think I have with Theron. And I think I did. I think I did an edible with Rel though. I think I, I think I, it was like a brownie or a cookie. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. But I feel like I did. I'm going to ask myself three questions now. <laughs> <laughs> Here, it's fine. One of us can read it. Yeah. Given that Theron is the guy who deflects with jokes and such, he makes an effort to hide his feelings. Um, Sale would like to know how his own feelings towards the party have shifted or changed over time. And specifically, I guess, what does he think of Space Dad and his Motley crew? Um, I don't have any. I don't have any interactions with Space Dad. Fair except enough. during the race. Except yeah. during the race, right? Um, so he's Space Dad is a as a non entity to Theron. He's heard of him. Um, he's like I don't know. He's like the arms dealer in Theron's mind. Like <laughs> people just show back up with more shit from Space Dad. Um, so to, and and because he doesn't understand any of the stuff like Rel goes through and things because he hasn't heard of it. Um, there's no spiritual element. There's no. There's no nothing. It's just oh, you got a new toy, Nito. You know, can we kill more people with it? Um, yeah, that's kind of how it is with Zariel too, because mm-hmm. he's never met Space Dad. It's funny. There's only one person whose feelings is are shifting toward, and that's Zariel. Oddly, fucking enough, because yeah. <laughs> um, Z Z in Theron's mind is going to die fast soon. Every time she jumps over the edge, she's I mean, die. fair. That's valid. <laughs> and, and, like, yeah. and so Theron's job is to shoot over her head until she dies because she's just the spear of the tip and <laughs> uh, tip of the spear. And and so she she can kill as many. Then we, well, let's take advantage of that. And then she keeps walking back. Okay, well, well, I guess we have to do that again. You know, <laughs> um, Juniper is a child um, and annoys Theron deeply. Um, Rel can barely function some days <laughs> and that annoys theron uh really deeply i think partially because he's afraid of becoming like rel oh interesting mm. in when he falls apart oh yep <laughs> um nothing has changed with martel um that's you know ride or die situation and Hell yeah. but zario but zario and i have uh, and these are later episodes i'm not gonna give anything away but but there's a similar amount of let's just get this shit done um, so he doesn't need to know a lot about Zario, but I'm, I'm interested to see where that's going. Um, yeah. And then the last question was... If Theron could get some sort of addition or replacement cybernetic, would he take it? <laughs> oh, Theron wants to answer one way. Um, <laughs> yeah, he would take it, um, but I don't think he cares what he gets. Um, I think it would simply be outcome-directed. You know, can this allow him to do what he needs to do mm-hmm. better, faster, stronger, whatever? Um, yeah, there's no fealty to body or, or anything like that. I don't think he cares. Which is his general his, mood, in my opinion. Theron's relationship with Lelia has obviously changed. Um, and he's struggling with that, right? Um, because he, he, he became very distant to, distant to her as he realized or believes that she doesn't, she doesn't love him like he loves her. Um, and now she's not doing well without giving away too many spoilers. Um, 
and so there's very little incentive for him to become reattached to a person who's transitory. So that I hope that makes, answers your question. That makes a lot of sense. I think Martel's kind of in the same boat, honestly. Mm. Do the crew ever do any practice duels or spar or fight? Have Theron and Zariel had a shooting contest? With my rolls, Theron would win. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to snipe from far away, I'm like, miss, miss, miss. And it's not like, oh, and it's not like he has like, stats. No, he's got great stats. It's just yeah. every time it matters. Yeah, I just miss. Yeah, there time. is a couple of times there's been rumors that after a couple of edibles that they both went into the urinals on Jormungandr and no. decided to see how far back they could back up from no. the urinal. No. 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 Jormungandr wouldn't allow it. No. God. no. Big mess. Are you saying he watches us when we pee no. too? No. <laughs> Let's move on, kids. I encourage it. I, I got some questions. Uh, Let's move uh, on, kids. <laughs> this is what D D would re- would devolve into without Rebecca. Oh, <laughs> it's just poo poo and pee pee jokes for hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and me breaking. Yeah, mm. having to edit the episode. He's. <laughs> He's had that a couple of times too. Don't get I literally, me started on editing. I'll make some dumbass joke. I think I'm gonna need to edit that. Out. <laughs> I sort of lose. I almost think maybe I should like start keeping these and make like a blooper reel or something like that. <laughs> For everyone, if the gargantuan problems of the universe—boy, Sale has good questions. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. Okay. If gargantuan problems of the universe were suddenly solved, everything was all cool. Where would each of you want to go ev- afterward? Is there some sort of space Vegas for you? I saved the universe, and now I'm going to Spisney Spurl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but Vegas? I wouldn't think there wouldn't be a space version of Vegas or anything like that, especially... I'm sure, I'm sure there's multiple versions. Galaxy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, especially with the Mercantile Senate. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Is like they would be all for to have like some version of like of a maybe it's this whole entire space station dedicated to entertainment, like be gambling, shows, dinners, whatever. Because for them, that's a good way to make some money. The go of space, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think Z uh, Z's ultimate goal is to get into the hunting lounge and go on crazy hunting adventures. So I think once the universe was saved, that would be she'd be like, I'm I'm part of the club now, right? And, uh, knock down Funrick. Uh, I think Funrick by a chest door and be like, Yo, I'm Captain. <laughs> uh, I think Bunrick gave you a reason why you can't be a part of the lodge. Hey, I didn't say it was realistic in his head, <laughs> but it sees <laughs> <but laughs> it is. <laughs> That's her goal. <laughs> But can you imagine how great that station would be? God. <laughs> uh, the the Vegas station? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. What about Z- you, Zariel? Yeah, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> he definitely wouldn't want to go back to the Mentaru Nation areas. The planet? Yeah, he wouldn't want to go back. Uh, so I don't know where he would want to go. That's He doesn't... He doesn't. I feel like he doesn't know much out of the Mentaru way. 
This was the way. Yeah. To know where he wants to go. Because, I mean, he grew up in a society and, and in, in that is all rank this, rank that, you know, follow orders from so-and-so. That was his, you know, that's the Mentaru lifestyle. So he's he's still becoming his own person. There's from... nowhere for Theron to go. That's my answer. Not even back to the moon? No, there's nothing left. Well, your village is gone, but there's other villages. Okay. <laughs> Maybe just like... I mean, I mean that's like hard. saying, you know... I mean, I, I know we, you know, wiped out your city block at high school, but there's other cities. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it it wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think once Martle is done with her goal, she's going to be so lost. She has nowhere to go. The people that she cares about are here. And once she does what she wants to do, the chance of her just stopping is not zero. Because at that point, she'll feel like she has nothing left that she needs to do, and she can just go. Um, apparently, uh, Master Ryu says you can live with space uh, with space dead. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> she probably would if she was in the right mindset, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I think Rel would try and restart his monk order, since, you know, they kind of all crashed and died and then got eaten. Hmm. Or maybe uh, make a new one with the um, Sun Diver? Maybe, yeah. Something along those lines, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, unfortunately, uh, Boston's not here, so she can't answer for um, Juniper. Right. Uh, so that's the latest episode. Spoilers. Um, has Martle stopped chasing revenge? No. Martle has put that on a back burner for now. Because right now there is bigger stuff to focus on besides petty revenge. Because the entire damn universe is in danger. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Why not both. Why not commit <laughs> revenge while you're safe? I mean, that's what she's hoping is going to happen, but she's not sure. Right. There's a chance that you might get to do some revenge. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Murder. Murder! Crimes! Um, crimes! Crimes! <clears throat> um, Zariel, I guess this is a question for Zariel. What's yep. your favorite weed, strain of weed? Hybrids? Indica? Sativa? 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 Uh, no, I'm a hard Indica guy. Um, I like to... Well, no, I don't feel like I should say that. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> like we're, t- we're speaking we're speaking only in role play here right this is zariel's role play. Oh, this is not Zario. real life Zariel. right we wouldn't want to talk yeah. about anything real life and people get confused <laughs> yeah okay this is just role play Zariel would hard be a sativa guy because he, <laughs> he has to always be around doing something so indica would make him too tired or maybe a good hybrid because it's a little bit of both like a good Oh, you're not jumping on. You're not anxious. Yeah. But it, it, it calms down the anxiety. Still uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rel, Sale asks, what might cause Rel to raise his voice? Is the uh, monk bit of him so calm that he just masks it in ki- his rage and kindness? Hmm. Um. I don't know. Uh. I guess we'll see next time he sees. Uh. What's her name? Uh, Lilith. Yeah. Uh, I think she'd be the one who would be the most likely to get into Ray's voice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Does Rel, does Rel have anyone he looks up to or aspires to be? 
Uh, hmm. uh, I mean, I guess he looks up to Martel and Theron. <laughs> oh, what a terrible idea that is. <laughs> well, you know, they're so much more, you know, put together than he is. So. <laughs> oh, man. Someone's not read the backstory. Mm. Oh, gee. Um, Actually, I I do want to ask um with the whole like Rel raising his voice would it be, wouldn't you be like really upset when you see like Athena again because she was kind of like being very condescending with you and like demeaning you? Um, oh, that's who Athena is. Mm-hmm. I've got a great memory. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the fallen angel that you dealt with. There's right. definitely not a reason that I take notes. <laughs> um, I don't know that Rel would feel particularly strong feelings towards her it would be specifically lilith i think mm. and uh there was another question here oh um if rel lived during a fantasy era what would he be doing if you had to guess um i don't know the same thing he's doing now wandering well, about having panic attacks um everyone What's your favorite weapon Matt has created, or favorite planet, or favorite monster? My favorite favorite planet has been the uh, gravity planet with the stone. Oh, I have been. Yeah, yeah, that one just just mentally imaged really well. I really. You're getting robotic. Sorry, I turned, I'm like having yelling in my mic. I, I was echoing you guys. Uh, I Epidus it was visually like really inspiring. <laughs> For and me, you, my yeah. favorite weapon was the first one that I had. They got it <laughs> because of a nat one. That was Oops. a cool weapon. I still claim Oops. it wasn't my fault, Ryu. Before you say anything, <laughs> Oops. because it wasn't. It was dice. <laughs> <laughs> they are not wrong. It wasn't their fault. The next question is: How does Theron's? Um, work? nobody else answered. Oh, well, I like I like my sniper rifle, but uh, Zariel definitely thinks it's too heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why he always just leaves it behind. Yeah. Set that just, down. Yeah. That's tiring me out. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Zariel's not a strong boy. He is... He's a twig. Yeah. Yes. Same. <laughs> <laughs> You're all so small. Mm. Um, what about you, Ben? Um... <clears throat> Well, I really like the staff that Rel has, but I do kind of like the um, the the like the the crystal monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, the quantum entanglement longbow works by converting any arrow into a photonic arrow that deals radiation damage. However, with a free action after a successful attack, I can pull an arrow from the future to hit the enemy. Up to amount of charges that I have, but I feel like that would fuck future Theron. Because that's future that... Theron's problem. Yes. Would it be arrow? He would shoot an arrow at something, and then it would just disappear. What, what if that future was like, Theron's what, problem? What if that was a very critical arrow? Like, well, whoops. <laughs> life or death arrow, you know. And, and just to let you know, I am keeping track of whenever. Theron does use that charge because I am going to make that a thing. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hell yeah. Like, if he fires it, 
it's like you suddenly see it disappear, and Theron would know right away why it disappeared. Man, you better do you do a better go in that shooting range and just <laughs> yeah, let him ride. Go shoot a thousand arrows tonight. Oh shit, two of them didn't work. There we go. <laughs> there is one more uh, thing that the bow can do that I haven't used yet, so I won't I won't explain that right now. Secrets. Secrets. I think, I think I did tell everybody out loud what it did. Yeah. Well, we don't Martle, really want to know. <laughs> True. Martle, Martle has achieved a great deal in a short amount of time. She's noticeably better at interacting with the crew and the party. Her first experience at actual command and all the stress of it can be pretty harrowing and eye-opening. How does she feel about that? She feels very underprepared and capable. Very also, also very overwhelmed because all of these people are relying on her to not mess up and not get them stuck in a situation they can't get out of. And she's starting to really feel the weight of that, which is why she's trying to have some members sober up a little, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds Um, like some commanding officers in the military. I wouldn't know. (laughs) Um, I mean, sometimes, but that's only if it gets really bad. Martle is not thrilled, but she's going to step up and do what she can. If, hold on, if this was Avatar TLA, would Martle be a firebender or an earthbender? I think Martle would be a non-bender. I, I think Martle would just rely on various weapons and not any bending at all. I think she would probably be from the Fire Kingdom, but yeah, I, I genuinely don't think that she would be a bender. That's very fair. What about it? anybody else? Firebender, earthbender? Waterbender for Z. So that she could uh, just steal that alcohol, alcohol out of the bottle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take my bottle? Fine. I'll take the liquor inside. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. Right. Rear said it in chat, but uh, yeah, probably airbender for Rel. I feel like the Mentaru already are very firebend esque. <laughs> so yeah, I feel, I feel like that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Probably a firebender, if not one of those one of those cool archers that always hit everything they shoot at, except for um, Zariel. Yeah, he'd oh. be the he, he'd be the one on the team that always misses. Just <laughs> 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 somehow got there. Lied actually... on his resume to get there, and he's the son of the really important person. <laughs> yeah, the uh... <laughs> son of the I... captain of the yeah. <laughs> I actually want to change my answer. I think that Martle would be a Kyoshi warrior. Okay. Mm. That fits a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that fits a lot, actually. <laughs> Still non-bender, but... Yeah. Uh, Theron would be Appa. <laughs> <laughs> just just is, there. The grunt work. Yeah. <laughs> is Lilith at all worried about Amethyst turning on her? Might be a spoiler to answer that question. Hmm. <laughs> Let's just say this. She has contingency plans just in case. I mean, it's not like he's Z- turned a god into a spaceship or anything before. <laughs> mm. Z is an intense personality, and I imagine likes high-energy TV movies. So is she into the space WWE? Or is she a space Tarantino fan? Or does she have all 18 movies in the Jambo series? Uh, that would be <laughs> Spambo. Spambo. Yeah. Spambo. Um, Polly, yes to all of it. I, I'm trying to think. Um, so I don't think that, uh, yes, 
if that stuff is on at like say a bar that she's at drinking her ass off um yes she would be very into however um i do also think that z is too high energy to actually sit through things on her own um so no she would not have a collection of those would she watch a cheesy rom-com uh yes with popcorn Oh my god. That makes sense. Yeah. And plus for some reason when I see Z at a bar watching the space version of the WWE, I think what would happen is she would probably like grab the person next to her and be like like doing a headlock, like yelling out. It's like, yeah, do the thing, do the thing. Yep, yeah, oh, exactly. No, she's she's a she's an I love you man drunk. So she's got her <laughs> arm around somebody that she doesn't even fucking know saying, I love no. you. No, she's sad drunk. We know this from past experience. Yeah. Kind of both. Um, yeah. Um, she can also does, cause chaos. Also, not. Yeah. Does Jormungandr actually need a pilot? If not, why does he have people pilot him when they always keep fucking up? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes and no. Um, I th- the best way to explain it is he can, but it takes a lot of effort out of him to pilot on his own, if that makes sense. It takes so more effort to keep correct. So he can't do problem. all the rest of the stuff on the ship mm-hmm. effectively if he's focusing on driving. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, he's an advanced AI because it's literally a god, but at the same time, he's like, because the limitations of his new body does for him, he can only do so much. Like, he's basically um limited and he's pretty much crippled if you think about it like a god who should be all-knowing and omnipotent is forced to be in a cage pretty much if that makes sense cage with lasers <laughs> lasers <laughs> how much does everyone want to space combat in the talent yes uh <laughs> i know i know rebecca's one of them <laughs> maybe honestly i'd be okay leaving that to other people <laughs> unless me being in that would allow me to keep up with something that was flying because mm. i hate being a melee person when there's an aerial creature it Ooh. sucks i know that feeling i think oh, it what, makes me so angry i think if anything if they find like say a talon that has a big old hammer i think marl would, would call dibs absolutely it's like fuck y'all this is mine to the crew which faction are you all afraid of most? Um, the Inquisition. Um, oh, also, uh, Ryu this says Happy Valentine's Day and has blown his. <laughs> He's a little early. <laughs> um, yeah, his his daughter. Um, uh, yes, sorry, uh... sorry. Uh, the Inquisition because um, I feel like with Lilith and the Crystal Monsters, they're so big um that the Inquisition is it can easily sneak in from behind, and I know that I personally getting about them which is what scares me about them <laughs> that's fair zariel doesn't really know about lilith or really about amethyst either we keep talking <laughs> about them though yeah but he, uh, he's he too stoned ex- no no he's never actually experienced these two people in person so Sorry, like, like, space, like space to, to theron their stories yeah. he doesn't know but with but, the inquisition he has firsthand so with i think it would be the inquisition for him that's fair but also i do want to point out that you have experienced the aftermath of an encounter with um with amethyst because 
Marl came back almost unconscious. Yeah. But <laughs> did you again, die? Again, I, again, I wasn't there. That's did he actually fair. see you come back? Because you hid. Oh, yeah, I did hide pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> wouldn't let anybody uh, in. You, you did see all the zombies, though, on the space station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, but only the zombies. Like, n- again, not her. I think That's what fair. it is is I think what it is is he's only seen like as like maybe one or two single strains of the zombie outbreak that's around. Uh-huh. But what it is is um kind of put something out here. It's all like a huge army, pretty much. Like it's controlled by one person and you met that person. Well, mm-hmm. except for Zariel. Congratulations mm-hmm. to us. <laughs> Yay, us. Yeah. Um, we're winning. I'd hey guys, we're winning. The one that I'm most afraid of is the crystal monsters specifically because uh lilith doesn't like them and like and it worries me that she's concerned about them i don't know if afraid is the right word i don't know but yeah um the one i'm most scared if i was like a a character in this for me would probably be you've only seen them every once a while and maybe once with master ryu and that was (laughs) a corporation known as abaddon systems oh yeah yeah, <clears throat> forgot about I, them. I don't know what faction I'm the most afraid of. Um, actually, I don't even know what one I want dead the most. Also, sorry if you guys hear background noise. Mufasa has decided to try and scent mark my mic stand. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> By rubbing his face against it, you weirdo. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, Martle wants Lilith gone. She wants the Inquisition gone. She just, she's scared of all of them, but the Inquisition is less terrifying because she saw what they do. Mm-hmm. She's seen what they do. I can word. Um, and at this point, she's not impressed anymore. Plus, it doesn't hurt that um, you kind of destroyed almost like their entire fleet. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the opposite of that, what faction that you've encountered that you like the most? Like you've seen a few and there's still some that you haven't really met yet. This is also oh, me kind of hoping, kind of hoping you might have read some of the of the setting. Well, there was this group of monks who were really into like cybernetic. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite group has been the pirates, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like how they're kind of portrayed in CE. Like they're not entirely good, but at the same time, they're not entirely bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just they're trying to live their best life. Which I think a lot of people can respect. That's all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'd say the mercantile senate's cool. Not from like a if I lived in the setting, I wouldn't like them. But mm-hmm. uh, from yeah, like the DM standpoint. Oh yeah, the mercantile senate is horrible because they have literally caused wars to happen because a government on a planet defaulted on their credit line. You'd Whoa. be like, like. <laughs> They'd be like, you failed to pay us back the loan, we're taking over your planet. Also, Rel has one of their staffs, so... That's true. And um, I'm pretty sure there's some people have kind of realized through listening to the podcast, yes, the Senate staff is based off the Stargate SG-1 staff weapon. <laughs> okay. I'm and Oh, if the crew could have any pilot they wanted in the multiverse, who would they want? Like, from any, like, fandom or anything like that yeah multiverse mm-hmm. oh um the um uh, i can't why can't i think of freaking name 
Han Solo. There we go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine him on on your crew? <laughs> right. <laughs> that might Perfect. be a guy that Marta would actually flirt with. Wait, no, she's there you go. Oh wow. That might be another guy that Marta would actually flirt with. <laughs> <laughs> Not to self. Don't use Han Solo. Hello. I would want. <laughs> I would want uh, Wedge Antilles. Oh, that's a good one. This is a hard question. Yeah. There's so many things. I'm staying out of this one because I don't know anything about anything. So I have no idea. <laughs> um, If I could portray him very well, I would love to maybe give you guys the, pa- the pilot from Firefly Wash. <laughs> oh, yeah. He seemed cool. I've only seen like one or two episodes. I just won't have him killed like they did. He was done dirty, in my opinion. <laughs> How many years? He's been out for a while. I haven't seen it, but I still know that he dies. Mm-hmm. Who he... would Yormi want, Matt, as a, as a pilot? Maybe as uh, like a real pilot. That's hard. Um, somebody that's competent, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> right. Someone who actually knows how to fly. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> to um, back to the last question, I figured it out. Uh, okay. Star Fox. Star Fox, maybe? Yes, you know, yeah. like the old like yeah. Star Fox sixty four. Yeah, and he knows how to do barrel rolls. That's for sure. Hell yeah, no barrel roll. <laughs> um, no barrel roll. <laughs> I think if he was still alive, he would probably tolerate Quinn as a pilot. Are you sure Quinn was kind of Quinn was a unique character? Mm-hmm. And Jormungandr mm-hmm. seems to not really be able to stomach any of the crew who are also unique characters. <laughs> so, um... It's the only other pilot I can think of that you've encountered. That's fair. Could, <laughs> unless you want to have, like, the that Mentaru cab driver from Iepetus no. um, pilot. <laughs> That's a solid no from me. I think uh, he would be shot on sight. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that, dude. Uh, I'm still surprised he didn't die. <laughs> to be he honest, didn't I... die so that Matt can torture me with him later. <laughs> I'm surprised none of you tried to kill him right away. That's that's what I mean. <laughs> if the situation was a little bit different and murder was not off the table, Farron tried so hard to get him killed. Yeah, I'm well I aware did. Of that. I did. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> that good old Farron. Um. Where else are we at here? Uh, the last. Sorry, cube... Dragon just put in the chat. Martel had gayer priorities, and yes, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's when. Um, that was before Lilith became Lilith. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you have bad oh, yeah. taste. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last Q and A. Are we sure that's not Martel, or is that Rebecca? I have good taste, Martel. Martel's questionable. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Don't insult oh, my girlfriend like this. <laughs> I don't know if I've got an answer oh, here. Last Q and A, Space Dad asked, "What's a choice that you think threw Matt for a loop?" And Jason and Mitch both said, "Spoilers." Did you delete them, Matt? No. What were your answers? I don't fucking remember I what our answers were. I feel like I think it. I feel like it was because of the solo episodes. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, let me see if I can find it. Because I think I still have it on the drive. You, guys, you have it. It's, you post, it's on the... Did you actually say spoilers? And like we can't say because spoilers? Or I don't. Re- I, dude, it's been it's been a while. Remember. Yeah. 
Dragon says it wasn't deleted. They just said spoilers. Yeah. Oh. So probably that was your solo. I think it was because of the solo episode. Yeah. Makes sense. So so then my answer, I believe my answer would have been we got into in the solo episode with Theron uh, a situation where Matt needed Theron to give a shit about anything uh, um, to get him to be motivated. You know, because what does the DM do if the character doesn't give a shit, right? But Theron is not in that, was certainly not in that position there. Um, but Matt did a really good job of adapting to that and giving some, giving Theron something that in his current state he could give a shit about. But I think his acceptance of that so readily might have, like, Matt was like, really? Oh, okay. Um, you know, like, it, it went pretty mm-hmm. smoothly. <laughs> and I it mean, wasn't a very light thing. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to straight up say no. Right. No. That's... Um, yeah, it's just like, I like Nimtar, but I, I thought... I really like the character. I thought you were going to just like, nah, man, peace out. But... I think what helped was like Nimtar is a god of death, but I think he's all about balance. Like he's not evil, he's not good. Right, right. He's like you. He himself is just the. I guess the best word would be operator. When you think like he makes yeah. sure the job gets done. Yeah, yeah. Just like Yormi was this centering point, this this winds type of point. Uh, uh, Nimtar just is the. He does his operation. He has his operation. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah, it's like it kind of brings up a point to me is like, yes, gods can be good or evil, but I think there should be more of like a neutral stance to them because they're there to serve a purpose. They have great powers to do that purpose, but they have a job to do withstanding. Like they're not there to like be above somebody else. It's like that's kind of why I like certain like certain D&D gods, because they're that's what they do is like they make sure that that job is done. But then I hate some of these other guys that all they care about is about climbing that ladder, if that makes sense. It's like they have plenty of power. Why do they need more? Yeah. Unlimited power. <laughs> mm. But then you have gods like, um, or in this case, goddess like Lolth, the, the spider queen god of the of the drow. And then you have the Forgotten Realms goddess of magic who just dies a lot. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> And then subsequently we uh, gets resurrected for some reason. Anyway, if well, shit. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm all screwed up. <laughs> if any of you could be a guest on another Thank podcast you. or crew, who would it be? This is by Sale. Sale with the good questions. Yeah, Sale's got great questions. Yeah. <clears throat> I could be a guest on another podcast. Tabletop mm-hmm. champion. Tabletop <laughs> champion. <laughs> uh, uh, futures imperfect. Yay! I was actually uh, a guest on that one, and that was a lot of fun. I just, I just, I just want to get really stoned with Sean. That's, <laughs> oh, no. that's more of what it is. Hmm. I think for me, I mean, who wouldn't want to be part of Critical Role for an episode? Um, but also, I would love to record something with the uh, the Unexpectables because they're that's a fun a good one. group. Mm-hmm. Um. I think what my answer would be, it would be critical role, but mostly because I want to pick Matt Mercer's brain. Plus, he just seems like, a, <laughs> not literally, of course, but I just think he just seems like that cool guy you want to talk about uh, D&D with, no matter what, because you can legitimately tell he loves the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I want to add one close. thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, 
Dimension 20. Oh, that's a good one. Nad yeah. Pod, not another D&D podcast. That's another one that I would want to be a part of for an episode because they're absolutely insane and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Roll like a girl. Them. That's a good one too. I would just want to secretly push Travis Willingham down steps and be there to help <laughs> more daily. That's where I'm at. No, no, no. And that's what no hate on Travis. Do? I think Travis is a need- great guy. I'm sorry, bro. What you need to do is surprise him so that he falls because he is a yeah. scaredy cat. <laughs> I just think <clears throat> there was, this is such a obtuse thing, but um, there's an episode um, of Critical Role and it, it's one of those things you, you just had to be looking for. I don't know why I was look, looking, but they're playing and, and I think Sam Regal's talking at the time and and <clears throat> um, Marisha moves her arm and she he, she bumps into, which is a running joke of uh, Caleb, whoever plays Caleb. Um, Liam O'Brien. Thank mm-hmm. you, Liam. And or Liam bumps into her and he says he's sorry. And without looking at Liam, Marisha just reaches over and pats his arm. And you could see that that was such a they're so close friends. All of them are so yeah. mm-hmm. close from what I can see. Um, probably some more than others and everything. But that's the reason I'd be on critical role. Right. Yeah. Um, one, you got, I mean, because what the hell could I contribute? <laughs> you got trained voice actors and <laughs> right. Matt Mercer. I mean, that's you know? when you don't try to contribute. That's when you just try to have fun. Yeah. Right. But I would just want to be their, their friends because they're obviously, I think they're very, very good friends to each other and they've known they each other forever. Be, yeah. um, Aren't some of them like married like, to each other, each other too? Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt and Marisha and uh, Laura and. Uh, Travis. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy I was going to push down the steps. <laughs> yeah, him. That one. <laughs> Mostly because I fell in love with with Serena on on uh, um, Skyrim, and then realized Laura Bailey voiced her later, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I love her too. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, that, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I dorked out on that one earlier. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think that that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Unless we got some last minute questions, or if you guys. No, we don't. Um, or you guys want to ask something to me or to each other? I don't think I have any questions. Hmm. Who oh, has been I'll the hardest my... character for you guys to bounce off of? Hmm. For Theron has no ingress points with Juniper. None. And the points where I love Boston's role-playing is, are always very private, and he's never there. So anything relatable that Theron has with Boston, he... or juniper he never sees i think yeah i think that's uh, that i was gonna say theron for that reason because outside of the whole ring fiasco fiasco which wasn't really like theron was just kind of like yeah <laughs> the like the, the, this is a bad place and i don't know why your dad's there but i also don't know why you're coming to me you know and so they haven't really had anything outside of that so um i think because he's got a, a very obvious guilt juniper so she just tries she's still in this point of avoidance with juniper and of course then there's the martel stuff and then she's homies <laughs> with zariel um and yes to answer your question sail the planes definitely zariel could transition z to a safer um <laughs> no i was thinking about that because mitch, better living through chemistry mitch didn't know mintaru had tele Pathic powers. Um, so I was thinking of trying to get to play it like he doesn't like them, so that's why he smokes. But I was gonna ask Matt that later. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think for me, the hardest character I tend to have to do anything with is one you sometimes just basically have to talk to to get your next mission, and that's Demia. Because <laughs> it's hard to portray her because yeah. she has to deal with the fact that, for one, she lost her husband, and she has to take charge of this massive faction of pirates that also trying to fight a secret war. So I have no idea yeah. how to portray that. So this is like that is a lot like what Marvel's going through, except way much more. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if I told any of you this, but there was actually a point where I could have very easily seen Martle having a small fling with Demia as <laughs> kind of an emotional outlet because Demia understood what Martle was going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Theron Theron likes Demia a lot. Um uh, she doesn't fuck around. She doesn't tell stories. She doesn't play games. She just does her shit. Um, but he has also no direct interaction with her for any extended period of time. Ooh, this is a good question from BB. If Matt wouldn't try killing them off, would the players want a romance in CE or just keep to themselves? I think that Z would definitely thrive with some sort of romance that was not just decided. Mm -hmm. um, also, on the topic of Demia, I also approached Matt about the idea of Z um, kind of being like Z, like just being very like rebounding with Demia in a sense, but not in the like fling sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Like he would have taken it kind of seriously. Right. Um, but obviously, from the standpoint of okay, Martel's not having shit with. Um, <laughs> not that she was very hardcore anyway, but. Um, uh, but at, when I approached Matt, he was like, well, I'm not sure how tasteful that would be. And I kind of agreed. I was like, well, depending on the situation and like the opportunities that I would have with that, it might look like pretty because, you know, her, the love of her life died. Mm -hmm. Because, oh. yeah, I'm not going to lie, because to and the backstory I've created for Quinn and Demia, they were pretty much soulmates to each other. And. I know I'm not portraying a very good job of it. I think I did an okay job during the funeral, but Demia basically lost her part of her soul when Quinn died. Oof, yeah. And yeah. I, I think the hardest moment was when Z walked in on Demia, crying her eyes out over Quinn's body. Yeah. And I had to force myself to act like I was crying and all that. It's pretty did good. Great um, on that. Very traumatic and tragic scenes. Uh, I mean, I'm usually I'm pretty emotionally reserved, but you've you've cracked my nut a couple times. That sounds so terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of those things that you regret as soon as I it's out of your mouth. Yeah. I shall. There we go. Um, a couple yeah. of times, and that's pretty good writing. Um, actually, that makes me wonder to all of you is like, has there been a moment for you in the campaign so far that you'd be like, damn it, Matt, why did you have to do that? All of my moments have just, they've been anger instead of sadness mm -hmm. because I <laughs> i deal with character deaths and NPC deaths a lot differently. I get mm -hmm. angry when they happen. That's fine too. It's just like it's still pulled an emotion out of you. And that's kind of, to me, one of the jobs as a DM. Yeah, that's true. Um, the first one is definitely uh, Eric. Mm. I'm still a little <laughs> mad about that, not going to lie. I'm <laughs> grinning about that. <laughs> we can hear it. We can hear it. <laughs> Um, I think last week I definitely. Anybody uh, else, or you got questions or comments? What's what's been your favorite? What has been something that Z has done 
that has been completely unproductive and annoying, but <laughs> have enjoyed all the same. <laughs> Is this to interactions with Martle? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because Martle keeps trying to get her to do something, and she's always like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go do this instead. And Martle's always just like, I'm going to strangle you someday, and I'm going to revel in it as the breath leaves your lungs. <laughs> um, well, I like it's, slurping it's the drinks and such. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one of my favorites is when you all were about ready to leave the desert planet that Eric was on, and Z was the very last person to leave. It was kind of having like a moment with the bartender. That was good. Mm, I was yeah. sitting there quietly cackling to myself during that scene. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> like he was basically telling her, he's like, you got to move on. Yeah. Oh, I that actually reminds me of something that I wanted to say. Um, I have talked with a couple different people, um, primarily Dragon, just talking about characters and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that Martle is a romantic. Um, she does not really have any interest in a romantic relationship. All of her, all of her feelings toward people have been more physical, very much more sexual. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I think I'm good with going officially on record and saying that Martle is a, a romantic bisexual. Actually, sorry, a romantic pansexual. Well, damn it, Rebecca, if that's what it's called, then Z's a freaking romantic pansexual. <laughs> <laughs> see and i think that z and martel also butt heads so much because they are so alike in in terms of like z has a very childish personality but in terms of strong personalities they're very alike yeah <laughs> and that brings up something that bb just um asked um has martel ever thought of punting z into a horde of enemies and just running no <laughs> because the fastest way to kill the enemies would be to go in with Z. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have and... eaten her a few times, though. Uh, yeah, I did eat her a few times. Yeah. <laughs> if I well, eated her and she somehow accidentally ended up in a horde of enemies, well, that'd be fine. Well, you don't um, you don't have to eat her into the horde of enemies. She does it herself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she self-eats. Um, it brings back to i think i told you all this of a tiktok of somebody of apparently a barbarian no it was a paladin and a rogue or something like that the paladin was like some sort of giant type of race like a, a goliath and they were uh, not good friends with the dwarf that's in the party and they were finding this horde of zombies i think and he looks at the goliath and says yeet me and <laughs> The glass is like, okay, and throws the the dwarf cleric and just does a channel divinity. Oh. And they call it the whole, and from then they call it the holy hand grenade. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Too bad all of my characters are too big to be yoked. But you can do the yeeting. Not I can do the yeeting, but that's not as much fun. <laughs> not all of them are that big. Teacup is too fragile to be yeeted. <laughs> Teacup would die on impact. <laughs> Does teacup have out. like does teacup have like rel based um, constitution? Teacup is a bard. Yeah. She is a half gnome bard. She's not prepared for melee. <laughs> Every everything is her dump stat except mm, for charisma. Charisma. Yeah. Actually, I think she's got decent decks. <laughs> that sounds right. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, she also rolls well on strength when she needs to. Because there was that one time we were in a river and I saved us, and I'm the bard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, everyone should have more HP than Rel. <laughs> Rel, yeah, Theron has a lot more HP than Rel, and he should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your constitution modifier? I don't know. Plus one. It might be just a zero. Zero is a negative one. Mine, yeah, mine's a negative one. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I wasn't nice, there would have been a time where no matter what, like some rolls that he had for HP when he ever gained a level, there have been times where he would actually lose HP, I think. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. I'm only at a minus one. If I ever oh, rolled a wow. minus two, it's because I got hit by one of the shatters. Yeah. So what would have been is you would have not have gained HP. Yes. Uh, I think this this most recent level. I think I <laughs> rolled the one. That actually sounds familiar, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is it for everybody tonight. So everybody, thank you well, so much. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's it for this week's Adventures in Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can support CE on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Celestial Expanse. You can find us on Instagram at C Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore Industries. Matt, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at RP underscore GGamer. Ben. You can follow me on Twitter at The Voidman. The O is a zero. Rebecca. I'm at Werewolf, W-A-E-R-W-O-L-V. Natalia. I'm at D Portfolios. That's the letter N and the letter D. Mitch. I'm at Fluffy Penguin. There's an L before that Y. And remember, everyone, in space, no one can hear you scream. Mm-hmm.